0: Hey guys, welcome back to Behavior Strategies for class. Thanks so much for tuning in. And today we're talking about, you know, it's that time of the year, it's the end of the year. And so I'm sure you're probably thinking about what has worked, what hasn't worked. And if you haven't done that yet, hopefully you'll be able to take a little bit of time to do that and see what behavior strategies are working for your students. Which ones don't seem to be working? Or are there new ones that you need to try? So that's what we'll be discussing today. So I'm so glad you're here. So listen in to today's episode. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to Help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope you will be a constant caring adult in your students lives and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph not only for them but also for you so we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care social-emotional intelligence sensory breaks why are they important PBIS behavior interventions MTSS social skills evidence-based strategies and more so listen in and I have to say Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already and join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, And I would love to hear from you. Message me, Facebook, email. Um, I would love to see how I am helping you. And if there are other ways that I can help you, I would love to do that too. And I am out of calls for the rest of this year. But next week, as I have a new episode, we will begin having openings again through Calendly. Calendly so we can set up those calls and um, get to know you and how I can help you. So this reminds me of a couple of our fifth graders that we're working with because they're fifth grade, so they're going to be moving on to middle school. And are we really doing the best that we can to set them up for success? I think sometimes we are, and I think sometimes we're not, and It's really hard because I know they need support, but in other ways it's like we need to teach them how to be independent, or maybe how to advocate for themselves more, or not always looking for the easy way out, you know? We have not had the conversation with them, like to touch base with them, so you know, That's one of the things we'll go over also is just checking in with your students. Like, how do they think they're doing? How do they think their behavior is improving or not improving? Or where do they see themselves struggling where they might need more support or interventions? And obviously with the littles, I don't know if they'll be able to really articulate that. But I think definitely with our older students that they would be able to articulate that to some extent. And so especially like when we come back from break, we'll be getting in some new students that are have higher needs. So our fifth graders are definitely going to have to have more independence, whether they like it or not, because we're going to have to be working more with our, the little ones and getting them situated in school and what their schedule is going to look like. But just reviewing some strategies, like I think of one of our students, he definitely does not do well, like if you return his yelling and anger at him, because it's our natural instinct to to respond the way they are responding to us. You know, if he's yelling at me, it's really easy for me to yell back to him. But that's not what they need because I feel like that's all they get at home. So sometimes it's just a recheck even for myself. Okay, did I respond the right way? You know, was I calm when he's cussing me out or yelling at me or, you know, whatever? How am I responding? So again, is that working? So for me, it's also looking at my behavior and how has my behavior been? Can I improve on my behavior and the way I respond to their behavior? I think sometimes it is hard to look at ourselves and see that we sometimes do make mistakes even though we are the adult, we are the one they're guiding But obviously we're human and we're going to make mistakes as well. But I think overall, just being able to look and see your students and maybe in some ways at the beginning of the year, they were struggling, you know, maybe shouting out, you know, when you're trying to teach, has that gotten any better? by either giving consequence, or maybe giving positive reinforcement, or maybe, you know, did they have to take a timeout, or just go sit in the sensory room, or the sensory corner, or I don't know, something. Has that improved for your students? Are their behaviors still the same? Now, granted, like I said in the previous uh, podcast, because we were coming to a break and the holidays, it is sometimes a very emotional time for some of your students. And so some of the students that normally don't have behaviors, those kind of spike up at that time. So I wouldn't necessarily say if you're reviewing to look at maybe the last two weeks of school before break, but like from the beginning of the school year until now, do you see improvements, you know, maybe with the students anger, have they learned how to self soothe? Are they, you know, taking deep breaths? Do they just get out their fidget? Are the fidgets helping them other students focus when they need to be, or is it more of a distraction? Do we need, you know, do you need to get something else to help them focus but still keep that sensory and, you know, I watch some of these students and they are definitely moving like the whole entire time. Like they just can't sit still. So helping them to have some way to get them to focus even when their bodies are moving so much. So those are some of the ways that we've kind of talked about and looked at with our students what behavior strategies are working for them and which ones are not, and where can we insert some other strategies to help them. So, like I said, a few things to go over today, like what I was just talking about, what strategies have worked, have the positive reinforcements worked, have keeping track of those behaviors helped. Giving the student a check-in with another adult, maybe the AP or maybe the counselor or maybe another para or somebody in the school that has the time to check in with your students. Does that help them? Um, Again, the fidget's helping. Are they distracting? Are they able to stand and listen to you while you're giving the lesson? Are they still getting angry when they get frustrated? You know, just looking at overall, what strategies have helped them and worked with them? So the second would be, do your students need more interventions? And that's part of the strategies as well, like giving a positive reinforcement. Or again, is the behavior happening during math group? You know, do they need more interventions and support for math? Or is it during reading or writing? Or is it just group time and trying to get them to have those social skills to be able to interact and work on a project together? So looking at all of those things, what is working? What can be tweaked to be even better than what's working right now? And then the third, like I said, is ask your students, if you're able to, on how they think they're doing. Do they think they need more support? And I'm not saying like we have to give it, yeah, I want you to do my writing for me. You know, like I've said before, (laughs) some of our fifth graders have said that. You do the writing. I'm not good at writing. Okay, well, you're not going to get better if you don't do your writing. In your fifth grade, nobody's going to be doing it for you when you're in middle school. So those little things, I mean, obviously he wants more support because they struggle with writing. They've kind of missed a lot of that growth and teaching because when they were younger, they had so many behaviors that affected their academics because of the trauma and other things going on with them. So now they're still trying to play catch up. And they're in fifth grade already. But just checking in with them, your older students, if you're able to, and seeing how are you how do you think you're doing? How else can we better support you, or what can we do better, or change, or whichever? I think just getting their input is beneficial for them so that they feel like they have a voice. Also, And for you, too, just to get their feedback, because, you know, we obviously don't see things the same way that they do. So that just gives you a little more insight. And then the fourth one is making sure that we are always setting those clear expectations. And that's in the classroom, that's in the library, that's at recess, cafeteria, all of those things. What are those expectations clear sometimes I know uh, teachers have them posted in their room other times it's just a quick reminder at the beginning of class or maybe when you transition a reminder on the expectations for that that definitely helps your students who are struggling with behavior to prep and get ready as far as even transitioning, giving them notice, like, okay, we got five more minutes here. Next, we're going to be putting that away and getting our math. So just giving that prep also is very helpful in setting those clear expectations and helping your students prepare for what's next and what's expected of them. So I hope these were helpful for you to just think about in What behavior strategies are working for you and your students? So again, what strategies are working or not working? Um, Number two, do your students need more interventions? Number three, if you're able to ask your students, how do they think they're doing? And number four is making sure you always have those clear expectations. And giving students that time for transition as well. So they know what to expect. They know they only have a couple more minutes to finish their reading or writing or their math. And then they're going to transition to whatever's next. I think just having that prep time cuts down on the frustration in which their behaviors sometimes escalate. Because when they don't know what's going on and people are running around or they're pulling out books or they're not putting out books or they're grabbing their... St- and our students do a lot of transitions in between classrooms and things like that. Just giving them those clear expectations. The, the prep before we transition will really help in cutting down on their behaviors, disrupt, disruptive behaviors as you continue to teach. So I want to say thanks so much for listening and just remind you to take that time to review those behavior strategies that may or may not be working. And I do hope that you are still on break and you are getting some time to refresh and recharge and be ready to go when we come back, because your hard work is very much appreciated. You are changing lives, and your students need you. Thanks so much. Hit that subscribe button. Join my Facebook group, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all, and I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system. I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass, She's amazing, super friendly, down-to-earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this, and that is bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free these will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out and i leave you with this every child deserves a champion and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.